Welcome to the Tash Show Podcast. Bill Cosby was sentenced to three to ten years in prison yesterday for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constand back in 2004. He was also hit with a $25,000 fine, which is not a lot considering he's Bill Cosby. And he was officially declared a sexually violent predator. This has been the most racist and sexist trial in the history of the United States. Dr. Cosby has been one of the greatest civil rights leaders in the United States for over the last 50 years. He has also been one of the greatest educators of men and boys over the last 50 years. Except for the whole rape stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and can we drop the doctor at this point? Wasn't that just an honorary uh, yeah. doctorate he got? He wasn't a real doctor in the first place. And he's, he's not, not a doctor anymore, for sure. He's not Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. This was not pointed out to the jury or allowed in court because the racist and sexist mass media was attacking and denouncing Dr. Cosby whenever his lawyers even hinted there was racist and sexism present. All three of the psychologists who testified against Dr. Cosby were white women who make money off of accusing black men of being sexual predators. What is going on in Washington today with Judge Kavanaugh is part of that sex war that Judge O'Neill, along with his wife, are a part of. <laughs> hey, you can just imagine Judge Kavanaugh being like, Ooh, thanks, <laughs> but leave me out of this, please. This is Bill Cosby's publicist yesterday comparing him to, uh, to someone else from history. Mr. Cosby's doing great, and Mr. Cosby knows that God is watching over him. He knows that these are lies. They persecuted Jesus, and look what happened. Not saying Mr. Cosby is Jesus, but we know what this country has done to black men for centuries. So Mr. Cosby's doing fine. He's holding up well. And everybody who wants to say anything negative, you're a joke as well. Thank you. Mr. Cosby, he's... He's not Jesus, but he's a lot like Jesus. He's a close second. He's, yeah, he's like a rapier Jesus. And instead of turning water into wine, he turns wine into a sedative. The worst miracle ever. <laughs> right. <laughs> I give it a rest. It was the start of winter 2015 where this story really started picking up steam. And Bill Cosby started facing all these accusations. Around the same time, he had a show booked here in London, Ontario. And they went ahead with it. The promoters are like, we got to keep this thing going. We've already got uh, uh, the venue booked. And Bill Cosby's going to go on. And because of that, there was a lot of protesters down there. Jim, we sent you with a microphone to check things out, and this is what happened January 9th, 2015, when Bill Cosby was in London. The Taz Show, Action News Team, The Beat on the Streets. Ho, ho! Hey, hey! We say rape is not okay! Ho, ho! And that's the sound of about 75 protesters outside Budweiser Gardens before the Bill Cosby show. Well, it's almost more important for men to be here, not only just to support the women, but, you know, as much as we raise the awareness about rape, it's better to do with the raping, and we're the ones that are going to have to stop. Well, I'm here because I have been a victim of date rape drug found in my system, and I didn't remember anything. And I feel 
that women who have been raped need support, and I'm glad 30 of them now are standing up against this rapist, and that's what he is, and I'm not afraid to say it. He's an American rapist, and we're in Canada here, and we can have someone guilty before they are guilty. And I believe with that many women coming forward, he's damn guilty. Now, before the protest started, the organizers were saying, you know, we're not going to harass anybody that's going to see the show. This protest is for Bill and Bill only. But it sounds like a few of the protesters didn't get that memo. You're a Canadian. What are you doing? Supporting an American rapist. Shame, shame on you. Shame on you. Shame on the other workers here. He's innocent of proving guilty in a court of law anywhere in the world, free world anyway. We have the freedom to come here and watch what we want to watch. You know, they can have their say, but, you know, I think, uh, you know, until they know the facts, they're just slandering. Reporting live for FM 96 Action News, I'm Jim Kelly. The Taz Show, Action News on FM 96. Wonder what that guy's saying this morning. Hey. Because Bill Cosby was found guilty and sentenced to three to ten years in prison yesterday for drugging and sexually assaulting Andrea Constan in two thousand four. During that show, I think it's safe to say January 9th, twenty fifteen will be the last time that Bill Cosby performs in London, Ontario. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jim, you went in, you watched the performance. There was a guy who stood up, I remember, and started yelling at Cosby during that performance. Yeah, just coincidentally, in the row right in front of me, not t- six feet away, and just stood up and started yelling, Bill Cosby is a rapist. Bill Cosby is a rapist. And he wouldn't stop. And people were like, sit down, sit down. He's like, Bill Cosby, you are a rapist he got pulled out of there but eventually got pulled out yeah but there was another crazy moment there was a moment where a woman got up in the front row and had an interaction with cosby right yeah bill bill cosby is doing his set it's in the middle of the show the woman stands up by the way bill cosby's wearing a a shirt that says hello friend which is just odd in itself too so she stands up and bill goes "Where, where are you going and she goes i'm going to get a drink do you need one and he goes, didn't you know never to get a drink from Bill Cosby or something? So he made a joke yeah. about the fact you shouldn't accept a drink or, or you know, have no, drinks with was, Bill Cosby. Yeah. Didn't you know you should never have a drink with me? And the, the, the audience reaction was like hysterical laughter because it was so awkward, but also a lot of, oh, and like, <laughs> what do you do the vibe was just, I've never felt that kind of tension before. Hello, it's Cosby. I hear that you are an actress and you want a job on the TV. Well, sit down and have a drink, and if you get a little tired, it's okay if you fall asleep. Hello. <laughs> well, I've been charged with the felony assault, and they want to lock me away. The only thing that will make me feel better is if they let me wear my orange jumpsuit underneath my Cosby sweater. Zippity doo bop, zippity doo bop a dee. I've been disowned by Theo, Vanessa, and Rudy. 
you all loved me so much when I was a Cliff Huxtable. How can you now find me so detestable? Last year, my mom should have been celebrating her 60th birthday. But because of drugs, alcohol, and other terrible decisions, we all forgot. <laughs> one year in the fifth grade, one of my classmates got cancer. Every single guy in the school, we all shaved our heads to make fun of him. You guys mad about that one? It's gonna get so much worse. Look who's on the Taz Show. It's Anthony Jesselnick, everyone. Good morning, guys. Been following you on Twitter for a while. It looks like you've been living the life lately, man. Oh, it is a golden era for me right now. Uh, I, I love it. I feel like comedy has changed in the past couple of years. And it's like for the past 16, I've been like building a bunker in my backyard. And everyone thought I was crazy stocking it with canned goods. And now... Two years later, I'm the only guy who's allowed to make jokes like this. <laughs> the only person. And I, uh, now everyone realizes that I was the smart one, and they're all going to die. You've been touring the world, private jets, having a, you know, a great time in, in other countries. Wh what's been a highlight for you uh, overseas? Uh, you know, the, the big time, the ones that stand out for me were Berlin and Warsaw because they don't get American comedy there ever. Like, I had to insist to my agents, they send me there, and people were so grateful. They called it a historic day in Polish comedy <laughs> when I got there, which is a low bar, but yeah. still. One of, one of not there. many. <laughs> yeah. I know here in North America, people like to pretend to be outraged about everything. Is, is fake outrage an epidemic in the rest of the world, or is it more uh, a North American thing? I don't know if it's even fake outrage. I mean, if you look if you look outside North America, people are pretty upset as well for different reasons. But uh, but I think in North America, we just have the social media that people can, no matter what their complaint is, it carries weight all of a sudden because you don't have to write a letter to the editor. You just go ahead and tweet. And the great thing about outrage is that it doesn't matter. If someone's offended, they're only offended for a little bit, and then they get over it. So all those complaints that I see that I get I just dismiss out of hand. You got to be like us, though. We we enjoy the negative stuff more than we like the the compliments because you know you're doing your job. You know you've struck a chord, and it's just funny to think that these people are taking time out of their day to complain about what you're doing. Yeah, I think it's absolutely hilarious. As if I would ever care. Like my entire brand is not caring if you're upset or what you think. So I do agree with you. Like all the compliments are the same. They're like, oh, we love you, you're our favorite, like, it gets boring. But when people are upset, that's when I really get into the typos and the, uh, and the, and the ridiculous outrage that cracks me up every time. I love it. I wouldn't like having fans if I didn't also have people who hate me. Now, I heard a rumor. Tell us if this is true or not. You've been hired to direct the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie? Yes. Disney has gotten on board with me 100%. They feel like I'm the guy to turn it around for them and really clean up their image. I mean, they looked through all my tweets, and they said, Anthony, this, we think you are the one for us. You're the one to represent the mouse, as they kept calling it. Uh, so, yeah, I will be heavily involved with Disney, not just in directing movies, but in kind of you know, re-engineering re their theme park to make it a little more dangerous for kids. And, uh, and then eventually I'll, I'll put on one of those costumes and run around and just grab whoever I want. 
I did see they uh, they tried to lump you in while James Gunn was getting attacked for some of his old tweets. They did try to dig up some of your old stuff as if it would be shocking to anybody that Anthony Jeselnik had offensive tweets on his Twitter feed from six or seven years ago. They didn't even go back six or seven years. They just kind of like they just kind of like took a screenshot of my homepage. Like they didn't have to dig that deep. The day that James Gunn got in trouble, I tweeted a joke about about kids just to see what would come from me, and they did, and it was hilarious. I think my comment was finding an offensive tweet on my on my feed is like looking for a needle in a needle store. It was just it's just nothing but needles. I don't know what they thought they were doing, and I love that they even reported me to Twitter and tried to get me banned, and Twitter said, no, you're good. This is all right. Anthony Jeselnik is going to be at Centennial Hall on Saturday night, the Funny Games Tour. Uh, I knew we were going to talk to you. I was going to watch the special, your special Funny Games on Netflix, but I thought I'd hold off. Is it is it basically the same set as the Netflix uh, special? Is there other stuff thrown in there? What can we expect on Saturday? Oh, it's all brand new. Uh, the Funny Games Tour is different than the Netflix special. The Netflix special was called Thoughts and Prayers, and this is all a whole new hour. A completely different hour. So if you like thoughts and prayers, you're going to love this. It's my fourth hour of comedy, and I think, frankly, my best. Uh, I'm looking forward to taping it for Netflix uh, in November in New York. But so you guys get to see it before I uh, before I put it on film. Cool, man. Anthony Jesselnick, very funny comedian, on the phone with us. He once roasted Donald Trump. We got to find out more about that. What was that like? The now president of the United States. And now for the man of the hour. Mr. Donald Trump. (laughs) Donald, you've got a great sense of humor. You've been so happy to embarrass yourself on Saturday Night Live in the casino business. (laughs) (laughs) And even though he's filthy rich, every time Donald Trump gets his hair cut, he gets it cut the exact same way. By accident. And Donald, I'm not even sure if you're aware of this, Uh-oh. but the only difference between you and Michael Douglas from the movie Wall Street is that no one's going to be sad when you get cancer. Harsh, <laughs> <laughs> Anthony. So when you're ro- doing one of these roasts, do you have to run these jokes by Donald Trump? You know, I don't know if he read all of them because they like his, they like his surprise. They want him to laugh at things, so they don't want you to see every joke. But I do know the one joke that upset him was when I talked about his casinos failing. He didn't really care about me saying he was going to get cancer and no one would care. He didn't really care about you know any of the jokes about his appearance or him being a douchebag. He cared that I made fun of his casino, uh, and I thought that was great. I like to be able to kind of twist the knife uh, whenever I can. You don't know exactly what's going to hurt somebody until you see their face up there. But he was, uh, he was not pleased. I will not be invited to the White House. I guarantee that. <laughs> How wild is it to you that that guy is, you know, you're, you're roasting these uh, celebrities years ago and now, like, 2018, Roseanne and Donald Trump, like, the two biggest headlines of the year. One of them is the President of the United States and the other one's Roseanne. Yeah, I mean, I would be less surprised if Charlie Sheen was president right now. To be honest, <laughs> like, I, I cannot believe that, that we are where we are. And I'm past the point of, like, thinking it's even funny. It's just, it's just ridiculous and awful. Uh, and all my friends who are constantly going on about Trump, 
have been so annoying, just as annoying as Donald Trump himself. But I'm just, I'm trying to stay out of it. So when, uh, when my career is over and I look back, I don't want to be like, oh, here's the four years I yelled at the president. I'd rather be like, you know what, I once called him a douchebag to his face. And then I shook his hand and he said, thank you. And that's enough for me. You wouldn't, if you got the call, they said, we want to do another Trump roast. You'd be like, well, what's the point? What's, I mean, I've given my best jokes. Like, I haven't done a roast in quite some time. I did three in a row. And I thought, you know what, I've given this my absolute best. It could only be downhill from here. Let me uh, let me softly retire, and I would come back for one person if they ever do a roast, a Comedy Central roast of Louis C.K. I would be there <laughs> in a heartbeat. What are your thoughts on Louis and his his return to comedy and the outcry over that? I think it's hilarious. I mean, listen, I don't feel bad for Louis. Nothing happened to Louis. He did this, uh, and this is show business. It's not fair. People lose their jobs and their careers for way less reasons, like, you know, uh, different reasons than this that aren't nearly as serious. Do I like him trying to get back on stage? Absolutely. I want to see that. I want to read every article about it. I love the think pieces. But I think, he, should he be allowed? Yes. But it's not like an audience has to be there for him, and I think he's just gone about it poorly. I think he's got to get up there, and his first joke has to be about the allegations. And maybe he can move on, maybe he can't. But I, I find it fascinating. Whether he's right or wrong to come back, I think it's fascinating, and I want to see it. Anthony, it says here on Wikipedia, you're from Pittsburgh. Are you a Steelers fan? Die hard. I bleed. I bleed black and gold, and finally I have something to be happy about. Season's been kind of rough. Are you feeling good? No, I'm not feeling good at all. I feel like this season is the curse of Le'Veon Bell. I think we did wrong by, uh, by one of our star players and that we get what we deserve. I hope that Antonio Brown throws a great season and, uh, and that the Steelers do well, but it is uh, to tie the Cleveland Browns on opening day is a humiliation that I haven't felt since Tim Tebow beat us in the playoffs uh, a couple of years ago. That was the worst day of my life. Yeah, well, at least uh, the Browns have a better record than the Patriots, which I'm very entertained by knowing uh, a lot of Patriots fans here in London. That's the thing is that my, like a Patriots loss is as good as the Steelers win for me. That's how much I hate the Patriots. Like, so, so watching them kind of implode is, is even better than winning a Super Bowl. Are you a hockey guy as well, Penguins? Big time. Big time Penguins guy. We got to enjoy two cups in a row, and I wasn't even upset the Capitals won. I was kind of glad they got that monkey off the back, and it was fun to watch drunk Russians run through Washington, D.C. <laughs> for like six months. I thought it was great. Returning the, the Stanley Cup with a little bend in it from all the Jagger bombs they were doing out of that thing. Yeah, the fact they had to change the rules for them is, uh, is hilarious to me. I love it. I love it. Uh, well, you're doing this week. You're you're doing a little Canadian uh, tour here, Ottawa, Toronto, and then Saturday, as we said here in London, uh, Ottawa. If you if you like hockey, man, the Senators are an easy target. Yes, I find there there's a lot of easy targets in Canada these days. Uh, Edmonton, I definitely let them know uh, what I thought of the Oilers uh, toward the end of the set. I like to get <laughs> some laughs up top and then and then get into it. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, taking on some Senators fans this weekend. 
Right on. Well, a lot of Leaf fans here in London, if you want to wrap up with that on Saturday night. I know there's a lot of people very excited for this show. Funny Games World Tour comes to London, Ontario. Centennial Hall, Saturday night. Anthony Jesselnick, thank you so much for uh, coming on the Taz Show this morning. Thanks for having me, guys. Hope to see you at the show. Hey, Biden, you know, interesting stuff happens in the country, too, Some sometimes. So I guess she's time for the rural report. Rural, rural, rural report. There we go, bud. Here we go. We like to lay, uh, look at the news going on in smaller towns around the FM 96 listening area. And who better to help us out with that than Mitchell, Ontario's own Jim Kelly. Heading uh, northeast today, Taz, over to Trenton, Ontario. You ever heard of Trenton? Sure have. Yeah, they got the military base there. That's what it's best known for. But this story is now putting them in the headlines. Let me get into it here. This guy, it's Sunday night. He's hanging out with his buddies around 10 p.m. They're having some beers. The rains are coming down. And uh, Buddy makes a bet. He goes, I bet you guys I'll get in that storm drain naked. Think I can do it? They're like, yeah, sure, go do it. So he, he takes all his clothes off. Lifts up the grate, gets in the storm drain, closes the grate. His buddies, of course, steal his clothes because they're dudes, <laughs> run away. So Buddy's stuck in the storm drain. The grate's heavy down there, you know? Yeah. It's raining. That isn't a great situation. Oh, let me let me do this, Taz. What, I did got, I steal your joke? I'll cross it off. <laughs> Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> So anyway, he's stuck down there. The water's <laughs> rushing, like, between his legs, Taz. It's a hard angle to push that oh, grade up. It would up. feel nice at first. He's in a not a very good situation, I can tell you that. So he's hollering out the storm grate, starting to stick his head out. He's like, help! Help! I'm st- Look down the grate! Look down the drain! People are walking by like, I've seen Stephen King's it. Not falling That's for that. That's Pennywise down there. Oldest trick literally in a book. So eventually, the cops get called. Somebody finds him. Cops show up. They pull him out. He's completely naked. His ass and tea kettle hanging out. And they charge him with intoxication, uh, public intoxication, and trespassing. He's 24 years old. His name has not been released, but apparently he looked pretty good naked. And uh, he's got a new career in the adult film industry under the name Stormy Drainage. (laughs) There it is. His buddies get charged with anything? <laughs> they are the ones who screwed up, right? They're the thieves. They took his clothes. I would be so mad. <laughs> I would be so mad, but I'd also be like, the reason I'd be mad is because it happened to me and not, I didn't get a chance to do it to my other buddies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> If you have a story you want shared on the Rural Report, something that happened in a small town, in or just outside the FM 96 listening area, email it to jim at fm96.com. Hey, I just want to sincerely thank you for listening to the Taz Show podcast. If you want more, subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and wherever you get your podcasts. All the podcast places.